Welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Today's May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Uh, Star Wars days, as they say. Yes, May 4th, 2022. We're in season three, episode number 24. And this segment is the music segment, the songs, as we call it. So we'll We'll have an album review. We'll give the listeners updates on tours, new releases, Charts, tops, uh, chart topping songs and and whatnot. So that'll be our segment here today. Do you want to start us off with anything, Andy? I got a little something here. Um, As we heard this week, Naomi Judd passed away this week. Uh, A little Judd's music there. Don't tell tell me I'm not versatile. Um, Very versatile. I think everybody knows the Judds. You've heard, you may not be a fan, but we all know who they were. I'm not going to get into the whole life history of Naomi Judd. We all saw it over the last week. I'm not going to bore you with that. If you want to get bored with it, I posted on our social media stuff. The only thing I want to say here is with Naomi Judd, or some people call her Mama Judd, and Mother's Day coming up this weekend, all I'm going to say is Naomi Judd, they say, lost her battle with mental illness. All I got to say is in Minnesota, mhs.dbt.com. Phone number 952-835-2002. Nationwide, sharethestruggle.org. If you are feeling anywhere near what Naomi was feeling, those are your two outlets to go to instead. Uh, Mental Health Systems Minnesota, mhs.dbt.com. Phone number 952-835-2002. Or sharethestruggle.org is a national website so there's that um on our blog page there's a section called posts you can now catch all your concert information there um we will update that as a month by month basis i put the stuff up for may already if other shows i find out are added in may i will update the may page as time goes on so always keep checking that i won't get too far out because times do change bands do change schedules and stuff so i won't get too excited I'll probably put, you know, June stuff out like the last week of May. So I won't get too far ahead on that. So there's that information as far as concerts. I'll tell you right now, Target Center and XL had almost nothing. Medina had almost nothing. So stuff might pop up. I know Medina, Medina, check their website. They kind of do a Thursday in the park type concerts, free concerts every now and then coming up. Just keep an eye for those. Have we, have we yes. heard anything about that Lita Ford or Jack Russell show last uh, Saturday at the Medina, last Friday night? I did not see anything in the police reports, so I take that as a good thing. Lita did respect the restraining order and did not come over to the house. Nice. Well played. I, I respect, you know, so she's she's doing well there. Um, so everything else, as far as I know, was good. I mean, again, no bad reports. So it must be all good. Medina is a great place for our show. Um so, but I think a lot of these places aren't having it because you've seen a lot of summer festivals. A lot of bands are playing county fairs now or summer festivals instead. I just saw the schedule released for uh, Ribfest here in Watertown coming up in July. Uh, you can see that on our Facebook page and on Ribfest for that. So things like that, I think more bands are going to that instead of, no offense to Medina, in the summer, not playing the indoor clubs. They're going outside, bigger groups, bigger, bigger venues, stuff like that. Yeah, if the date would have worked, I would have gone to that. If they come back, uh, you know, those two would be awesome. I'd certainly like to go see 
see that combo. Well, well, in November is when the restraining order ends with Lita, so I can't. I gotta wait till t- close to the end of the year to go. So. Oh yeah, you gotta play it safe. Yeah, I just don't want to mess with that, you know. So if they awesome. come after November, we should be good. Well, that, that, that's very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. We'll what, keep an eye on that then. Yeah. Uh, what do you got for uh, album, sir? Yes, the album of the week. Here we go. The album is not a debut from a band called Sticks. The album is their, it's their 11th, 11th album. Kilroy was here. Now, listeners here, I've got the album cover up. Kilroy was here. This is their 11th album by the band Sticks, uh, released February 22nd, 1983. It's a concept album and a rock opera. Now, uh, Andy, we've talked about this before. You know, I'm not a big fan of the rock opera. Not very big fan of the concept. There's some good ones out there. Um, but th- this is interesting in itself, uh, especially dealing with what we're dealing with here today in, in the real world going on right before our very eyes. But here it is. Yeah. It's a rock opera about where the world, where rock music is outlawed. And it is also named after the World War II famous graffiti tag, Kilroy Was Here. It was the final album of original material to be released by the classic lineup. The album spawned two hit singles, the synth pop Mr. Roboto, which later became one of their signature songs, and the power ballad Don't Let It End. I'm sure all of the listeners out there have obviously heard those two songs. Uh, they came out in 1983. They peaked at number three for Roboto, Don't Let It End, peaked at number six. The hard-rocking song Heavy Metal Poisoning begins with the back-masked Latin words, annuit captis novotus ordo seculorum. Translated from Latin, these words mean they have favored our undertakings and a new order of the ages. Uh, essentially uh, translates into a new world order. So these two, those two mottos are taken from the great seal of the United States on the reverse side of the United States $1 bill. And very interesting how they were calling out some of these things that we're dealing with today. The album was certified platinum. Now, the band created the album Kilroy was here partly to mockingly respond to Christian groups and other anti-rock music activists. You know, this was 82, 83. You know, the, uh, the, you know, and Wasp, you know, the stuff came out later with Wasp, you know, the, uh, yeah, the phrase. Uh, what was the group called? The anti, oh, the PMRC. The PMRC, you know, really hit it big. Uh, but this was, you know, '82 before then. So that stuff was Gore and her friends. Yes. Yeah, they they didn't. But there's a lot of anti-rock music and Christian groups that were activists who had previously influenced. In this particular case, the Arkansas State Senate to pass a bill requiring that all records containing backmasking, uh, and that is really just spelling things out uh, backwards. Uh, not playing the song backward, but listing out the words backwards, be labeled as such by the manufacturer. Cited in the legislation were albums by the Beatles, Pink Floyd, Electric Light Orchestra, Queen, and Styx. Now, in 1983, ELO similarly responded with their own album, Secret Messages was the album title in 83. And so they were dealing with what was going on in the news and in the press at the time. Now, here's where it gets interesting. The album's somewhat rock operatic story tells of a future where a fascist and theocratic government have outlawed rock music. The story's protagonist, 
name is Robert Oren Charles Kilroy, uh, played by DeYoung, is a former rock star who is imprisoned by the leader and escapes using a disguise, according to the album's famous song, Mr. Robato, when he becomes aware that, uh, that a young musician, played by Tommy Shaw, Jonathan Chance, is on a mission to bring back rock music. Now, the charts, uh, it, it sold pretty good, but what this album did was it really it broke the streak of multi-platinum albums for the band Styx. It only went single platinum. It also ushered in a more keyboard-oriented theatrical direction. In an interview with the Chicago Tribune, James Young talked about the creative differences in the band and what led to their breakup. Dennis DeYoung wanted to do these soft, intimate love ballads. And that was against the grain for me and Tommy Shaw, so our differences got magnified because Dennis was insisting on going outside the boundaries we lived with. He's an assertive and strongly opinionated guy. Um, despite the album's financial and start, uh, chart success, after the Kilroy to the song, tour, the songs were not performed live by the band Styx, who later fired Dennis DeYoung in 1999. So it was, I think it was Mr. Robato appeared uh, in May, on May 30th, 2018, when they performed it in full in the encore set. Uh, Dennis DeYoung, DeYoung does perform the songs Mr. Robato and Don't Let It End regularly during his solo tours. And the James Young group performed Heavy Metal Poisoning and Double Life as well on their tour in 1993. Here's the songs. Song one, Mr. Robato. And so Dennis DeYoung and, and Tommy Shaw here trade off on the vocals. Uh, DeYoung does three, Shaw does three, and then they split up on, on one song. They each share. And then on song, two other songs is James Young or JY. Song one, Mr. Robato. Song two is Cold War. Song three is The Love Ballad, Don't Let It End. Song four is High Time. Song five is Heavy Metal Poisoning. That song has really pushed the lyrics talk about how heavy metal poisons the mind. You know, they're doing it in a mocking way, but uh, you don't want to get heavy metal poisoning if you listen to no. rock music. Song six, Just Get Through This Night. Song seven is Double Life. Song eight is Haven't We Been Here Before. Song nine is a reprise to Don't Let It End. Here's the sticks personnel. Dennis D. Young. A lot of this was, uh, like we said, it's his undertaking. This was his project that he wanted to do. He does vocals and keyboards. Uh, James J.Y. Young is vocals and electric guitar. Tommy Shaw vocals, electric guitar. Like I said, the three of them really split the vocals on these nine songs. And then on bass is Chuck Penozo and John Penozo on drums. So that is Kilroy was here, you know, as a kid. When this first came out, you know, I think we all heard the song Mr. Robato. It, it kind of yep. became popular. It kind of became famous. Didn't know what it was. I didn't buy the album. Uh, of course, I heard the song Don't Let It End later on. Uh, heavily played at high school slow dance songs. Uh, yeah. Back in high school, you always heard that. Uh, very, very much so. But I did not know, Andy. I did not know that this was a rock opera. I did not know it was a concept album. I did not know all of the details behind this, uh, how they were getting back and, you know, pushing this story of what they were dealing with in real 
life and also criticizing those people um, against it. You know, so it's really an eye opener for me doing this review here. Uh, the, the songs released was for the singles, Mr. Roboto, February 1983. So if you remember where you were back then, you know, that that song was was huge. Um, and then Don't Let It End was April 1983. And then in August of 83 was High Time. So those are the three songs. Now, Dennis, uh, Dennis DeYoung, by the way, is a big White Sox fan. And yeah, I, we don't hold that against him. He's a big White Sox fan. In fact, he is a personal close friend of uh, Tony La Russa. So I wanted to bring some sports into the episode here. But um, that's what I've got for for the album, uh, Andy. What what else do you have on, on well, sticks? Well, first of all, 1983, unlike you, I'm the baby in the family. I'm not the the senior member like you are with your brothers. I'm the baby, so I had an older brother. This was in his wheelhouse, so I knew the rock opera setting and everything else. So that was oh, aware. really? Okay. Yeah, so um, I got the whole Kilroy was here thing. I understood all that. I thought it was kind of cool because, you know, the videos and stuff you saw at the time. Oh, look, that's kind of neat. That was kind of a breakout video concert setting. I enjoyed the album. Again, never bought it. I enjoyed it. Um, it's kind of funny you say that because for fans of the show, know if they go back in their history, you say how Tommy Shaw in this one didn't like the ballads all the time. Yet he co-wrote high enough with Damn Yankees, and that was our only number one song. So just saying, you know, kind of like uh, Paul McCartney did that song, Crazy Little Love, or uh, Love Songs, Funny Little Love Songs, because... John Lennon ripped on him for one of his run, right? Love songs. Paul made his career of it. But speaking of sticks, going to open a segment called In Other Bands. I mentioned once, but talk about Tommy Shaw. Tommy Shaw, I'm a, I'm a fan of Tommy Shaw. Um, he did some solo albums. Like I said, he joined Sticks after they had their first few albums. He came on in 76 with Sticks. Left right after the Kilroy Was Here album. He went on his first solo album, some people might remember. 1984 Girls with Guns was his solo album. Um, that one made it up to number six in the charts, on the U.S. main charts, Girls with Guns, the song. Uh, Lily School and Free Free were his other two releases, but they never charted. Then uh, he had another album, What If, after that, and Romeo's Theme, What If, charted at number 18 the next year. But Tommy Shaw did that. Uh, he did rejoin Sticks back in 99 and has been with them off and on since. In fact, Sticks in 2021 has a new album called Crash of the Clown. So they're still around popping out new stuff. I know Tommy Shaw's them. I don't know if Dennis Young's singing again. I don't think so, but what albums he was in in between. Tommy Shaw did some live stuff, a couple live albums. He did his solo stuff. In 1990 and 92, he did a couple damn Yankees albums with uh, Jack Blades, who um, I have a man crush on, and Ted Nugent, who we're all fans of here at the show. And also... um, his drummer from his solo stuff from Tommy's solo stuff was also the drummer for damn Yankees. So he was familiar with him there. They did their two. And then Shaw blades had a couple solo albums. They did or a couple solo two guys together. Now solo Shaw blades had a couple albums. They did together. So Tommy's been relevant in music since 76, 76 through 21. He's been pumping out stuff left and right all the time. And you think, well, geez, that's, that's great. He's been in some other bands happy for him. He's also written some other songs for other people. And here's some that some of you may go, oh, that's kind of cool. I mean, you hear the songs, you go, yeah, I can hear a Tommy Shaw on that. Tommy Shaw and Jack Blades. Um, um, I'm sorry. 
That time with Sean Jack Blades, along with Vince Neal, wrote You're Invited But Your Friend Can't Come, Vince's solo song. And they also did a couple of songs on their uh, Sister of Pain and some other songs. So they wrote with Vince Neal on his solo album. So that was pretty neat there. He's also done a couple songs for an Ozzy Osbourne that had 2002 re-released bonus track. Ozzy Osbourne with Tommy Shaw and Jack Blades. Whole World's Fallen Down album had that song on there. So he wrote with Ozzy Osbourne. Very, I can see Tommy Shaw writing with Ozzy. That's pretty cool. He also wrote some songs with Cher. Um, on some of her European releases on some EPs there. So it's kind of neat to see that he's opened the genre. He didn't just write for anybody who cut him a check. You know, he wrote good songs. Here, here's a piece of junk song. No, he wrote songs. Um, but like I said, the high enough song he wrote that with Damn Yankees, that went to number one. Um, he was been in high school bands since he was 14. He's been playing music. He's loved it. Um, had a high school band. They didn't do well. They were from Canada. He got the call to go join Sticks on tour. Filled in. Got the job out of it. Spur of the moment. So that's when he started touring with them in 76, I think it was. They went back to Canada where he was from. His little band he had started had a kind of a neat song going on. And um, they thought, well, we'll play that song and see how it goes. It's got a big hit. In fact, that was um, a song they'd put on some albums later on the time he started helping write with Sticks. So it was pretty neat that uh, his stuff he was writing, Crystal Ball, his first album with Sticks. Tommy started writing right off the bat. So he's always been respected with the band. Um, like I said, they all butted heads, but what great bands don't? Um, very few bands are still the same. From The Stones are one of the few exceptions, I think, that are basically the same core group. You know, you could say Kiss is the same core group, Paul and Gene, but you know what? That other guitar and drummer makes the band, you know. The Stones stayed together. The Beatles, for God's sake, even broke up. Ario Speedway had different lead singers here and there, but they're really not the same band anymore. Uh, Sticks is, falls right in that same category, but their music is. Tommy Shaw, well, Damn Yankees, I wouldn't even consider Damn Yankees hard rock, heavy metal. They were still just rock and roll. Like Night Ranger was rock and roll, you know? And that's just kind of fun to listen to. Um, I've been listening to a lot of on YouTube. Daryl Hall from Hall and Oates has a show called At Daryl's House. He had years ago. Prepping for the show, I saw when he had Tommy Shaw on there. And it's just beautiful to listen to that stuff that they do. They just they just wing it. Hey, let's play this song that we recorded. Boom. So he did Renegade on their awesome rendition. But yeah, Tommy Shaw, he uh, has ups and downs even with damn Yankees. Him and Ted Nugent were very good friends, very different lifestyles. We all know Ted's lifestyle. At the time he was with Damn Yankees, Tommy Shaw was going through the whole vegan phase of his life. So so those two were friends. It was kind of a <laughs> interesting conversation, I suppose, on tour for the catering. You know, um, Tommy has seen the wrongs in his ways and has a burger now and then. Um, but, you know, we all go through our phases. Um, I've, re- I've always respected Tommy Shaw as an, a musician. His writing, I've always enjoyed it. I think him and... Him and Jack Blades, the Shaw Blades albums, if you could get those on Spotify or download those, good, just good rock music, just good music. Um, but the Sticks, Kilroy Was Here album, very underrated. I mean, like I said, it only went platinum, but I think 
as time went on and with music downloads and stuff, I'm sure that's picked up since. Yeah, now, were they going to make a mini uh, a film for that? I don't know if that was ever in the thing, you know, because videos were just kind of starting to come in in the time. So I don't know if they ever made a VHS tape concert release on that or not, because their concert was, like you said, a rock opera. So if you could find the in concert of that, that's probably what it was. Um, it says it does say here that three of the four videos for the album uh, were filmed at the same time and used footage from the mini film. And so they had yeah, a mini so film. Fun. It's kind of like that, uh, the, the Wasp Crimson, Crimson Idol yeah. rock opera. They had a film. At, that's now as released, not as a film, but it's, it's out yeah. there. You can actually see it. But it must have been something like this. And the front part of their tour for Kilroy Was Here was small uh, arenas, small yeah. intimate arenas. And then they, the second half of their tour, they were in big stadiums. But this concert set they wanted to go with, didn't work in these smaller arenas and they lost a lot of money on the front end of that tour because right. Dennis DeYoung had all this, these big plans of what he wanted to do, but they couldn't, it was fitting, not fitting correctly or consistently yeah. in the small arenas versus the big arenas. And, you know, that also got the, the bandmates, uh, you know, upset. There was all this resentment, but interesting concept, what, whatever it was. Yeah. But that was a, Good album. It was a little ahead of its time, a little maybe, but it was still a very good album. All righty, that's all I've got for for that. Anything else on um, our episode for today? Uh, a couple things. Uh, Spinal Tap drummer Rick Parnell passed away at the age of seventy. I saw that just today, right? Yeah, he uh, just passed away recently. So, um, Spinal Tap has lost the drummer. Um, like so, he. Very, this is Spinal Tap is a very funny movie. Um, one of the few Rob Reiner movies I enjoy. Um, this was before Rob Reiner thought he was, you know, Superman and, of directing and can get away with whatever he wants. Um, one of the funny things about it is one of the main characters in Spinal Tap is Lenny from Lenny and Squiggy on the Laverne and Shirley show. Or, yes. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, Michael Keaton. So that's very, that's very funny there. But uh, so he's passed away. Um, I did hear today, like I said, Ribfest coming up here in Watertown. More information on that coming later. I just saw also in September, uh, Mrs. Boyer here got very excited to see the Bellamy brothers are coming to town and Medina coming up in September. Okay. So look for, for that. But besides that, sir, music wise, that's what we got going. Lots of new albums coming out. Um, we'll keep popping that on the social media pages, on the blog page, and also on our regular Facebook page. You pop in and check on those every now and then. Please give a like, share, and subscribe on those to know. You don't have to make it one of your favorites so it pops up right away. I'd appreciate it if you did, but just give the page a like so you see it more often on Facebook. We're always got uh, record charts on there, uh, new releases, new video releases. A lot of, uh, I, hate to say the, I hate the term super groups, but uh, I know like Michael Sweet and Perry Richardson from Striper have started another band. They got some albums coming out that sound pretty cool. You know, so some of these other guys are kind of getting together with their buddies and going, hey, we recorded for 20 years. Let's make an album. Sure. And it just sounds awesome. So a lot of one-off albums, but they're still fun to listen to. It's good. It's just good rock and roll music. Yeah, that band that uh, Taylor Hawkins was working on uh, as well. With, yeah. Uh, was it Dave Navarro? Mm-hmm. 
you know, yep. that may be coming up on an album review here in over the summer months. So to get to fit that into the mix, um, some yep. of his music on that, there's some good stuff there. And he also had with Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders, three albums. We reviewed one of him, yep. one of them here on our show, but there's two other ones that I want to get into and listen as uh, along with that other, other one. But there's a lot of, a lot of things under the surface here, just below the surface that are good music, but uh, we're here to try to expose it, get, um, get more, um, more views and listens to these things. Also, Trip yeah, Fest you- coming up in two weeks in St. Paul, Minnesota Music Cafe, and the Grandstand Show for the state fairs has got a pretty good lineup. For the they got some decent shows on there. Yeah, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. We'll be popping those up. I know I saw state fairs are like a two for one special with the uh, Ario Speedwagon concert and Sticks concert coming up on that one. So go to the state fair website and look and see, look into that. All right, that's all I've got for this episode. Have a good week, everyone. See you Sunday. See you Sunday.